G'day listeners and welcome to the Keeper League podcast with the AFL fantasy podcast that doesn't talk about the superstars. We only talk about the lesser knowns and the players that are going to bring value to your draft and Keeper League teams. It's grand final week in uh, most leagues and I'm joined by my co-host Kays. How are you mate? The grand finalist of all of us. Yes. Oh, D- Times three. Dossie's not in the grand final of anything, are you? You've got a bit of a sub story that you want to tell our listeners, don't you, Doss? Yeah, we can get into that later. I think well done to K's though for being the we did, we the team that everyone bagged all year. Hef said finals. my team shit. I traded no, all the good players. You the know, team's like, great. I know that was shit. I say you lost every trade, which you did. Like it could have been a lot better, <laughs> but your team's still good. We can discuss that next week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that said, like the, t- the the trades that you did make, like you had to make them. It's just that they didn't kind of. Pan out the way you wanted him to. Sometimes Doesn't matter. That's, that's, that's how it happens. How are you feeling though? Because you're coming mm-hmm. up against a guy who's won four grand finals in our yeah, league. Beat me last year. He's been in the last four straight. Yeah, I think. Yep. He's won two of the last four. I think it is. Mm-hmm. He beat you during the year. I've beat him twice. Are you? Is uh, he a, I think so. I'll check. Yeah. One second. So, yeah. Are you feeling nervous or? Uh, he, it's always tough to come up against Tom because he as he he has a knack of always. You mean you mean Tim? Sorry, winning Tim Scrope. We refuse to say his name in this podcast. Uh, but anyway. <laughs> uh, let's have a look. We, is that a thing? Actually, yeah. Like you, a few people have picked up on it. We've called him Timmy Scrope. No, I've, I've beaten him. I've beaten him twice. What kind of a name, Scrope? But it's actually not him. So you beat him, him twice. Yeah. Um, look, it's tough because he's got he's got players who can go big and. Um, you know, that's the, the biggest issue. Doesn't have a lot of depth. So, yeah. that might be where I can get him, hopefully, with a few loopholes. But um, That said, he did put up a monster score last week. Mm-hmm. Do you think your team would have matched it? I would have beaten him by 20 points. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. So, it's Wait, tight. All right, let's hear a few of the key cogs then in your team. Mm-hmm. Who's going to carry you over the line here? <laughs> who are you, who <laughs> you thinking the vice-captain captaincy? Can okay. give that away? Yeah, I'm happy to give that away. It's an open book. So, the vice-captain I'm going to put on Big Maxi Gorn on Friday night up against Oscar McInerney. Mm-hmm. These need to win, so like to get top two or whatever it is. So I think Maxie's going to leave it all out there, and which leaves the captaincy hanging on Callum Mills in the final game of the round. So it's a long time to wait. Between it's a long time to wait, <laughs> but obviously gives me a lot of time to jiggle the the team around and stuff like that. So I've got a few loophole guys. I might try and you know see if I can sneak one of these guys in. But who are Sydney playing again? Sydney are playing St Kilda. Okay. So I've got Chad Warner, Luke Parker, and uh, Cullen Mills to bring me home, whereas uh, Tim has no one in that game. So <laughs> oh, I could be down. chasing down in that last game. So it's uh, yeah. it's going to be big. Um, you know, obviously I've got a few like Keys has been down on form, McRae's been down on form. So I need some of those guys to to flip around. So um, see what happens there. And Dossie, what happened to you on the weekend? All right, so come in, come in as the dollar ten favorite to win the flag this year, boys. At the start of the season, obviously. Um, Big credentials on this show. Uh, coming into this prelim matchup, it was second versus fourth. I've gone down, boy. I've gone down, boys. Look, um, <laughs> how much? <laughs> uh, it was only. It probably could have been less, to be honest, because I went risky with my captain late yeah, as well. Yeah. Um, so I lost by a hundred and one in the end. But yeah, like I said, I didn't take a hundred and twenty-three vice captain loop because Whoa. I knew I needed a 150 to, yeah. to come home. Got so, let's it. let's hear some of these players first, okay? Mm. For, for starters, this is why I consider myself robbed, <laughs> okay? Robbed right in front of Patrick me. Patrick Cripps. He's, he's off, right? He got suspended. He's out for the week. Should I'm, have been suspended. I'm in the clear. Yeah. Hold on. <laughs> he's got, my, this league, this guy in my league, he's obviously gone to Gill. He's, he's got a reprieve. Sent a message. <laughs> he's let off. Not only that, he's whacked the C on him. 118 as oh, his wow. captain. Handy. We have captains. That's balls to put the C on Crips. Yep. Chucked it straight on. Well, he had VC on Lockie Neal. So, he did get a bit unlucky yeah, early okay. in the round. That luck 
turned around quick. 110 from Callum Ward. 107, Dylan Shield. 109, Seb Ross. 110 from Jeremy Cameron. Mm-hmm. 134 from Tom fucking Lynch. Now, didn't I call eight Tom goals. Lynch last week? He was on the Waiver Wire podcast. Career high eight goals. Did you call him, that, did you have? Stream him this week because <laughs> he's going um, big. Then he's looped on Ben McAvoy for 105. Like, these are not household names. <laughs> Okay. Means and it just comes back to it. Anyone can win a final or a fantasy and game when it comes down to it. Your bloody bombers suck that bad <laughs> that Ridley can pop a one hundred and nine as well. So look, I just it was just not my week and I've yeah. lost. I've gone down. Bad luck. Yeah, bad luck, Dossie. Uh, better luck next year, mate. Right. Like my my season's Robbed. over. My season's over in like everything. Like classic. I was yeah, same deal. Dollar ten favorite classic went down in the in the finals. Was out of there all the keeper leagues last weekend. Mm. One thing I'm not out in though. Is the the old game day squad boys? Oh, here we go. Here's the, <laughs> here's the top weekly ten, top ten on game day game squad day. at the moment. Yeah. That wins a prize apparently. So if you don't know game day squad, check it out. It's like a, I think he's definitely in the in the team yeah, somewhere because he's definitely. we've had a fifteen minute pre show chat chat yeah, about no, it as well. I'm, uh, I'm just I'm just waiting for and my I'm call just up. about to sign up. Just yeah. waiting for my call up as the official podcaster of game day squad. And like if, if he gets us and we get three more people, then he gets like an extra yeah, big, you know, get like a little Pokemon card or something. Yeah, it should be some sort of reward scheme. Like bring it to them actually yeah but anyway pyramid scheme can I if I sign up can I get like a, a pink diamond Paddy Dow uh, yeah sure, yeah, sure. sure. <laughs> it's going to be worth nothing anyway it's worth times a thousand it's still <laughs> yeah. it's a thousand be, times a thousand yeah, yeah, probably zero, be zero. From, probably yeah. be removed from the game next year when he's delisted <laughs> uh, anyway before we get into the round rewind thank you Manscaped now Father's Day is coming up and we have discussed it's probably a bit awkward to buy your dad a ball trimmer for uh, Father's Day, well, Dossie doesn't like the idea of that anyway. That'd be but you can get other things, okay? You can get uh, you can get a pair of jocks. All dads like pairs of jocks. You can get uh, razors for shaving. You can get aftershave. You can get body wash. You can get lots of different stuff. So, yeah, it's you know what the best thing about this though is like don't when you when you've got like a birthday coming up or maybe not so much birthdays but Father's Days or mm. whatever, having to go out and just actually like look through the shops and try to find something just. Jump on manscaped.com. Just do it. Yeah, jump on manscaped.com. It's your, it's, your, it's your gift sorted. Use the code KEEPER20. Get 20% off in free shipping. Comes to your door. Comes in a nice little box even as well. It's really mm. easy to wrap. I love things that are in squares. Beautifully, you know? beautifully presented. Yeah, you probably wouldn't even have to wrap it. The box is good enough itself. But yeah. Anyway, yeah, just a, just a tip. Now, I'll repeat that. So get 20% off and free shipping with the code KEEPER20 at manscaped.com. Look after your dad. Get him one of those products if you're not comfortable buying a ball trimmer and uh, go from there. I do recommend the Weed Whacker though. For the nostrils. Yeah, the nossies. Yeah. For very, everyone who has regular nostrils. Yes. Yeah. Very, mm. very important. Anyway, let's get into the round rewind. Friday night was St. Kilda versus Brisbane. Dossie, you had a look at that one. What'd you see, mate? I did. I've never asked, is that you playing the, is that you on the riff? Um, not the guitar. It's the drums. Oh, the lead is drums, bass. Yeah, but not the actual chords because I'm not very good with chords and guitar. Mm, so that's a okay. sample. But everything else is. A bit yeah. of behind the scenes. Yes. Um, what did I see? Let's talk about the game winner, Cam Rayner. We've been wondering uh, for quite some time whether this guy was the real deal. Coming off the ACL this year, coming into a season, we thought it might take him some time to warm up. Looks like he's going to be coming into form right at the right time of the year for the Lions for their finals push and also for us to let us know that he's absolutely a bona fide keeper league prospect here. Um, He's still playing a fair bit of forward. Doesn't matter at the moment for his scoring. He's definitely looking like a 
as promised, the next guy in those waves in the mould of your Dugowies and your Petrarchas who eventually is going to move into that midfield, just that powerful midfielder um, that's getting it done forward right now. Three goals in the last quarter to absolutely turn the game on its head, uh, won them the game. And, you know, he was just explosive as always. And I'm just looking at his CBAs. Still just attending for the season, 26% on average and 13% for this game. So, he's doing it as a forward. He's going to do it as a midfielder in the future. And he's going way up in my um, in my how I'm thinking about him as a keeper league prospect right now. Yeah. Like, I, I love the sentiment. And, like, I love Rainer because I own him and I want him to be good. But I just – four goals, fantasy score, what, still in the 80s. Did you see the game? It's just it's the eye test. It. It's the eye yeah, test. No, no, he did look. He classy. scored 84, 18 touches, four marks, one tackle, four goals, ten contested possessions yeah. as a forward. I don't want to talk too much about it, but it's just the whole like I've thought the whole time: is he going to be quality over quantity type thing? No, but that's a, okay. Which forward ever is able to do this? Like, as in, it's always these guys we're looking at and what they're going to be in the midfield. I still think he's a midfielder long term. Yeah, and so, that's why it's like you're able to do this as a forward. You're going to be that guy that can still be a forward mid long term. Like it's just he's a good he's a good keeper prospect. So compare him to a guy who went big last week, which was Zach Bailey, who went shit this week. How do you see? How, you know, they're both forwards technically. When mm-hmm. they're both coming off good scores or full goal games, like who's ahead of the pack when you're talking about the next, you know, key midfielder in that Brisbane Lions side. Well, it's tough because I always see Bailey's always going to be, for me, I've always seen him just as a forward. I haven't seen, like, I know there's scope for him to also move into the midfield, but I see Rayner much more as that prospect that can move into the midfield. Like, the way that he explodes out of stoppage and stuff like that, and especially, like I said, I thought it was always going to take a year. Everyone always tends to take that year coming back from ACL to really get their groove back. And he's just starting to right now. So, I'm just thinking there's so you're a, saying a I big breakout. Him? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Big breakout next year for Cam Rayner. Just mark Thanks, it in. Mark it in. Means there'll be one extra good player in the uh, pool next year. From my team. <laughs> that. True. <laughs> hey, that made finals, that team. I was just joking. But Funnily anyway. enough, there's not a heap of players to talk about. Obviously, we're at the um, point of the year here. But like Windhager on the other side of things. The, rising the Saint star. Kilda, the St. Kilda guns, a rising star. Clamp God in this game. Kept Lockie Neal back to 60 points. I think he was very similarly restrictive in his past few weeks. He's playing a lot more midfield. Pick 47 in the draft just seems like an absolute steal, doesn't it? Now it does, yeah. He's he's also getting it done a little bit on the offensive end as well. In this game, he got loose. He had 21 disposals, seven marks. So, it didn't affect him that he was, you know, putting the clamp job on Lockie Neal. He still got away from him. And, gee, Lockie was frustrated having Windhager on him. So... Anyway, he's, he's just another prospect that's come to light. I think there's a spot for him in the midfield going forward as well. And at such a young age doing this, awesome signs. There's another player, there's another couple of prospects for St. Kilda that I really like going forward. Um, I, it's hard to see whether they're going to really break out. And, you know, it's probably more of these two of more long-term prospects, whereas obviously Windtaker's kind of shown that he might be ready right now. But Mitch Owens for me, is a big prospect. Like Brett Ratton preseason was talking about how he's the next Jack Steele. But the way he goes about it, I, I mentioned it on the waiver wire pod. I like this guy if, you st- if your waivers are weirdly still open, which hopefully they're not. But if they are, stash him away. I think if, you, if you're in that sort of long-term, if you're in the long-term rebuild type situation, Mitch Owens to me is looking like he scored 66 points in this game, but he's got such a strong overhead mark. He went into the ruck. 
get this, went what? into the ruck, won three hitouts yeah, right. against the big O. He's pretty big, isn't he? So, that's unreal. Like, he's so explosive, can jump, yeah. can mark, contested. Um, and for a young kid at his age as well, another big body. Um, Mitch Owens, for me, I'm almost- I don't want to say it because obviously Windhager's has shown enough, but- I probably like him more as a keeper. I just think he's like, he looks like a Josh Dunkley, if I dare say so myself. Are you going to go on the record and put it out there to the listeners? I will. What you spoke about in our group chat? That he might be making his way onto the bus. Mm. He might be there. Well, we, we might have to go through the buses next week. He might be on the bus. The end of That's a bus very trip. big call to bring a guy who's played like six games on the bus. It's my style. Anyways. It's true. <laughs> it's <laughs> Anyone else from that game, Dossie? Uh, yeah, I just want to touch base again with uh, Nasai Wanganin Miller. Just something that I noticed. Bit of thirst. Okay. Bit of thirst. Loves a plus six. Um, so, yeah, I think he's already shown a lot this year. He Low time on ground, 67% time on ground for a 63 points. I just like the way he plays. So, on, he, on he's definitely- there. Yeah. So, yeah. he's definitely a prospect I'm just looking out for in the future. You, you probably can pick him up again next year or whenever he pops, but liking the look of him. All right. Let's move on to Bulldogs versus the Giants with Kays. Mm. Now, I just want to uh, discuss a couple of things about this game for people like me who are heading into a grand final this week and how the how the guy, kind of game style was played. So, like, the Giants just wanted to possess, possess, possess the footy, which um, led to a couple massive scores Can from just, their defenders. One stat, I think it mm. was, in the first two minutes, the Giants had 13 marks, I think yeah. it was. I think they had 50 more touches than... Yeah, yeah, the dogs are for I was watching it with my actually watching it with my old man on the weekend. He's a doggy supporter, mm. so it was kind of fun. But yeah, like the first like five minutes was just all keep giants off. keep his off, but not doing anything with it. No. It was just pure fantasy. Like I reckon I looked at like the stats breakdown after five or ten minutes, and like most giants players were negative meters gained. Yeah, but they were like just chipping back. Kenilio was on like thirty eight by then, and so yeah. was him. Yeah. It's, uh, like, it's looked like a late season game plan shift, mm. hasn't it? Because it's yeah. happened last week as well. So definitely take that into account. Um, you know, if you either up against these. Giants Giants players or have a Giants player, maybe worth bringing on this week. Uh, the other, and now the second game of the week, so definitely loop holdable options too, especially mm. for some of those, you know, maybe a defender or something. So the other one is the, I suppose, how the dogs set up. So Steph Martin is going to ruin a few uh, flag, flag chances with uh, tingles. Now, Timmy English was very, very good from a fairness, uh, sorry, from a real footy point of view. I only have one goal, 25 hitouts, but he was so good up forward as that kind of, um, you know, addition to. Um, Ugo Hagen and um, Norton. However, he only had the 10 touches because he just wasn't as much in that uh, CBA mix. So, the good thing is, I suppose the plan worked, or the bad thing is, the plan worked for the dogs. They got the win. Um, their finals hopes are still alive. So, kind of tough to see Bevo flipping that uh, heading into this week. So, just be a bit mindful. Maybe not worth the, the VC was, this week for. Was Steph Martin things. doing much for him though? Six no. touches, eight hitouts. Like, he was just that. Like presence in the in the CBAs, and he ever played like fifty percent time on ground. It's like, so it's like, you, and then why do they want? Is that? it just because they like the key forwards have not been firing? That and I suppose that just gives them a bit more flexibility. Another big guy out on field that yeah. know, doesn't have to be back when they're you know struggling with. Yeah, but English was playing a lot up forward as that kind of or you know floating a bit more up forward than he was. Yeah, that kick behind play. So yeah, like Bruce like, and Norton doing nothing for him. <coughs> Jamara has been pretty exciting, but not kicking goals. And so. Jamara has been getting a lot of the ball up yeah. the ground. Yeah, that's right. But um, look, they need to win again this week, so I really can't see much flipping there, which is uh, bad news. I think. I just yeah, I, I think that's such a weird call. Such a weird call, even mm. for Bevo. It's yeah. like he's washed. 
You'd expect this from Stewie Dew, but he's yeah, exactly. <laughs> like he's, yeah, I don't know. I didn't see I didn't see the game, but clearly like six touches and eight hitouts, and he played half a game. Did you get the CBA right? numbers actually for the dogs game? Yeah, he had C. seven. He had seven. Steph or English? Uh, no, sorry, Engl- English had way more than that. Steph had seven, and yeah. English had thirteen. Yeah. But I don't know. It's just. Baffling. It was bad. Baffling. It was bad. Anyways, beware. Uh, yeah, Lockie Hunter came back onto the wing. Uh, he was okay for his 17 touches, but it did mean that uh, Jack McRae went back and spent some time in the middle. And Adam Trullo was basically based at halfback. So he was halfback last week. Yeah, so, so that's, that, his, that's probably where it's uh, laid out. And then um, uh, Lockie Ash and uh, Harry Perryman kind of ran with uh, Liver and Bailey Smith at times. So... That's that. But anyway, uh, Sam Darcy, we talked to him, talked about him last week. He had 68 points. Just very impressive start to his career. Look, I, he's raw, but I think in a dynasty league, I think he's one I'd be desperate to get on my list. Like someone you can carry for a couple of years because I think a couple of years time, he's just going to like take that next step really quickly. Mm. So, don't, don't, uh, yeah, don't be too patient with him. I'd, I'd get him before he disappears. Yeah. One of the guys who is a massive, massive... Um, waiver wire target this week is Nick Haynes had 123 points on the weekend 15 marks 25 touches and even just rolled down and kicked the goal he's averaging 55 this year his previous best was a 91 and he's come out purely on the back of this uh, GWS kick mark kind of game style pulls out a 123 only 46% owned so definitely worth a stream in a grand final this week especially as they're the second game so have a look at him another guy who might be worth looking at is Jake Riccardi he had 73 did some nice things again uh, Kicked a couple goals, but look, with um, Harry Himmelberg absolutely dominating down back, I think this bodes well for Jake Riccardi up forward longer term. So, if you're keen, I think he's got enough tricks to be one of those um, you know, handy you know, forwards you pick up off the off the draft pool each year and you know, can bust out a you know, 70-odd kind of average maybe. I think also defenders against dogs looking at some of those massive scores. Obviously, like we said, it's probably compounded by the fact their game styles switch to a very mark-happy game, but mm. also dogs giving up shitloads of points to defenders at the moment. Yep. And lastly is Leek Alia. He had 61 points. Um, one for the future. I think he's a, a genuine beauty. Not necessarily a fantasy point of view, but I think he's going to be a super long-term defender down there. Like him and Sam Taylor are going to cause headaches for years. Uh, 14 touches, five marks. Um, absolutely nailed Aaron Norton in a tackle. Uh, Norton tried to take him on and steamroll him and Leek just said, ah, boy, I'm taking you down with me. And uh, Aaron Norton gave away a 50 because he was not too impressed by getting caught holding the ball. But uh, I think he's just one to keep in the back of your mind because um, I think he's got a bit there and there's a very, very good intercept marker. So just get him on your... Um, yeah, keep him in your mind for next year. All right, ready mm-hmm. to move on? Mm-hmm. All right, on to the Crows versus North Melbourne. So, um, for mine, just first a tip of the cap, Shane McAdam had 86, kicked two goals and laid six tackles, involved in a lot of scoring passages as well. So, good game for him, but uh, not sold on him. Needs to do it a few more times before I'm going to get excited about him. Darcy and I had this chat on the Waver Wire pod when you were on your way, Kays. Mm. Darcy Fogarty, mm. got a sneaky suspicion he might be good one day. I actually brought him in off the waivers last week. And did you field him for the eighty? I didn't because oh. I had some. I had a um, a loophole pop, so I was like, uh, didn't okay, mean to call it. him, but yeah. he was ready to go if needed. Case North is a fair, <laughs> yeah. good call. But yeah, look, he needs to kick a bag each week to really score. But he might get that opportunity a bit more. But we we're talking as well. Like once Tex goes in a year's time, he's going to be the main focal point. He doesn't miss when he gets the shot inside well, fifty. Like he's going to kick a few goals. So. See four one on the weekend. Yeah. And- like, so good. And he's probably going to kick three or four goals yeah. most weeks because, as he said, he takes every opportunity he gets. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he's one we're liking for the future. Maybe not next year, but maybe the year after. I think he's going to be just the number one guy they're going to kick to each time. Um, 
Harry Schomburg, case. Building late. 74 points. So not a huge fantasy game, but had 18 center bounce attendances and three like clearances, which were, and one of which was just like super, super impressive. Well, like mm-hmm. part of the C's ran through. Moved really well too. Kicked an awesome goal where he just kind of faked mm-hmm. someone, went through and smacked it through. Um, celebrated real hard too. Good boy. <laughs> Need to go to the bench and have a spell for a fair while after that one. But classic Aaron Schoenberg style. Still not selling the fantasy game, but there's some real signs of him being a good player. I'm hearing all. a little weakening <laughs> and we're hearing a fourth year breakout here from my boy. Uh, I've said the whole time. I think he's going to be good, just not good at fantasy. That's all. Because he hasn't spent enough time on the field. What but, I'll just say is because I, I was just checking this game because I had my classic captain uh, LDU. Don't mind, uh, he went all right. Yeah. I checked the quarter-by-quarter quarter stats, and I was like, oh, how many did LDU? He didn't have a big last quarter. Noticed Harry Schoenberg leading the charge in that last 40 points in the last yeah, quarter. Massive. So, out of those 74, 40 came in the last. Just an interesting little stat there. Just on that, uh, Ben Keyes went to um, LDU for a while in the second quarter and did a bit of a tag job. And, yeah, he was just kind of in a few different roles. Wasn't Didn't stay there for the whole game, but... In seems. the second quarter when he had 12 touches. Yeah, exactly. Well, I think it was, or maybe it was the third quarter, I can't remember. But it was um, it was some stage they tried to line him up because he was going off, but then they just brought him off him eventually anyway when they got on top. But um, yeah, just interesting that he doesn't really have a, a set role at the moment. Schomburg's kind of replaced him in the midfield a bit right. as well. Showdown specialist this week, Benny. Hope so. Well, yeah, when they want to win, they seem to put him back in the gut. So yeah. you might get that uh, grand final Same sugar they, hit that you're after. Saying they didn't want to win on the weekend? They did. Yeah, but they just play with their yeah. food a bit more. Yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah no, that's right. actually a really good point. I get what you mean. Like, that's North what Melbourne. they're doing, yeah. They um, did it with West Coast. It's yeah. like they waited mm. until the game was in trouble and they're like, all right, keys, midfield. Yeah. Um, we managed to get 40. Moving on, <laughs> just quickly, I'm not going to mention too much. I've talked about heaps this year. Just Bailey Scott actually put up a good score. Like Last two weeks, I'd, I'd benched him in my keeper league team because his matchups are horrible. When he has a good matchup, though, he can score okay. I'm just thinking he does lose DPP next year, which makes him almost uncapable as a mid-only. Which is going to suck, but anyway, it is what it is. One I am liking for the future um, is Lockie Young. So he's put up some really reasonable scores this year. Had 73 points. Um, he's got a nice role for fantasy, that halfback role. Um, we've seen Luke McDonald still in defense, but he's not really finding much of the footy. Like I said, Bailey Scott's up on the wing. Um, Hall's only got a year left, most likely. So he's only 23 years old as well. So yeah, I reckon he's one to just kind of keep your eye on. Maybe not next year, or maybe he'll keep developing next year, but I think he'd easily average like a 75 next year and then maybe push to an 80 one day. Depends on how that rose with like new coaches and stuff like that and who they play and things like that. But right now in this role, he looks all right. So yeah, that's it for me. I just had a... An epit- epitome. Epiphany? Epiphany. 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 What's our... This guy's going to be available in a couple of leagues. So, I just realized we missed this on the waiver wire. I was oh, just no. looking at the injuries Whose for, game was for it? the North Melbourne players. You got Jed Anderson going down, Jaden Stevenson and Jack Zeeble all going down. Yeah. Taron Thomas just had a big That's game right, in the NFL, yeah. and uh, he's Three only sixty-three percent owned in Ultimate yeah. Footy. Um, that's a smash player. He'll come in and he'll, I reckon, go straight into that midfield. Okay, last game. Don't Watch out, Taz Thomas. It. Big, big uh, final game. Bit of uh, sugar Hopefully there. Hopefully not. Oh, yeah, that's right. Like, Timmy Scrode owns him, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, 
Hope he doesn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> probably know. He doesn't listen to the podcast, I don't think. But anyway, move on. Next game. Yeah, Gold Coast v Geelong. Uh, Gold Coast absolutely were hapless against Geelong. They just uh, dominated. But uh, for the Catters, Brandon Parfitt had 104. Really just reminded us how good he can actually be. 28 touches and a goal. Um, I think he should be a lot better player than his 76 average suggests. Look, he's been consistent this year, but we just haven't seen that ceiling. So, um, he's one who's going to be interesting to see if he holds centre forward status because if he doesn't keep that, you know, forward DPP, I reckon he will find his way to some draft pools because he's just putting up those, you know, so-so midfielder kind of scores. So, um, if you are keen, you might actually better get him kind of cheap or even off a, a draft pool next year. So, just kind of see how he mon- uh, goes throughout the rest of the season and uh, monitor him from there. Be remiss of me never to talk about Maxi Holmes on this pod. 90 points from him. He well, is just... GM. Oh, you sh- yeah, because... Let's do it before the end of the season. Let's do- we can do it now. Two yeah, goals, 20 touches on the wing, 500 metres gain. He's just a workhorse. Yeah, Even with no forward status next year, which he won't have, I'm keeping him a 1,000% because yeah, um, he's that next absolute stud in that Geelong side. So, happy to 2G him. He is my... Uh, yeah. I'll just check boy. his ownership status. 65% owned. So, yeah. Crazy. And he's, still he's, going, he's going inside next year, surely, too. Yeah. As, well, as they've got Selwood Danger that need to move out of there. Down. Yeah. Yeah. Guthrie's like, not young. And we like, saw him get a taste last week and go 98 with because he can tackle. Like, mm. that's what we like about him, too. So, he's got hunger. Yeah. That's the breakout for sure. I uh, just want to look at Joel Selwood had 89 from only 65% TOG and Danger had 83 from 69% TOG. So, Grand final matchups this week. It's going to be interesting because the uh, Cats play the Eagles. Tops sewn up, isn't it? Tops sewn up. Yeah. They can't lose top spots. So, cool. do they start... Re- you're not going to probably going to... Maybe do rest some of these guys maybe for two do. weeks. They I don't do. know. Maybe they do. Because Danger... Sorry, they've said Selwood's actually... Well, Selwood has been playing really well when he's had a week off. So, yeah. do they give him two or do they just manage their time like they did, obviously, on the weekend because they were smashing the sun. So, just be wary because you might not get a full, um, you know... 70-80% game time out of these two guys so um, just think about that this week if you've got them on to the Suns uh, Jack Lacocious had 73 playing a bit of that hybrid role bit of forward bit of back Dossie do you reckon he's a massive buy low candidate for next year Jack Lacocious you know yes. they got Chol, they got Levi hopefully um, Ben yep. King comes back next year should be back in that back line I think he's a I think he's a buy low for sure absolutely I just hope we do see a slight shift in that disgusting game plan they're rolling at the moment where it's just get the ball forward with as few disposals as possible I see them going with that one more time which is going to probably limit him a little bit but I, I really think so for sure you he's know good coach both, that, good we, coach that studio yeah. <laughs> he is uh, we, we both rate Lukosius so highly so yeah. Yeah. he's got such a good kick uh, Elijah Holland 68 points got our first glimpse of him this week or I did I should say uh, and definitely looks a player great size 18 touches and a goal Hopefully keeps that forward status, which makes him a free swing next year. So, our owners should be licking their lips because he's just getting that nice bit of game, you know, or sorry, those games into him late in the season. So, I don't know if he does, though, keep it. it how many games do you have to play? Well, it also depends on what he did in the VFL. Like, it goes by yeah, that too. Yeah, okay. Because mm-hmm. so, he's just data. playing wing. Oh, yeah. I think he was in the VFL too. It's yeah. tough. But, like, he's... There's not a good game that's gone by without him kicking a snag. Like, yeah. he runs forward so hard. Hopefully that helps, but... Yeah. yeah. Uh, Dusty McPherson had 60 points and um, slow start to the game, but he's actually playing a lot in defense. So, maybe one to look at. He's only um, 36% owned, so if you need a random guy to get off the waiver wire this week. They got the ruse this week, so hopefully they um, can possess the ball a bit and, um, you know... 16 touches from 65% TOG, so going at an okay rate. But uh, if you're desperate for someone off the waivers, uh, look at him. 
couple to finish off with. Uh, your boy, Dossie, Alex Davies, 35 mm. points. Now, I know you get a lot of time for him and, you know, mm. you watch the footy and you go, geez, he does some good things and then you don't see him for like a yep. quarter and then you go, man, he does another good thing. So, I was looking back at some of the stats. I've got a lot of time for him. Mm. I'm not sure what that Stewie Jew does. No. 55% game time he played on the weekend. And I look back through his stats for the year. He's played 14 games this year and averages 61% time on ground. I'd like to at Sir Swamp thing and see if there's any player in the AFL who's played that many games and not got on the ground as much as him. It's just mind-blowing because I suppose the good thing is he's going to be a sleeper next year. So, you know, yeah. you can probably get and, him and cheap. To be honest, like with this one, I just think it is the the tank's not quite there yet. Yeah. Like he's still, what's he? How is he? 19? Well, he debuted in the last round of last year. So Yeah. No. I just think it is that tank with him, um, which I'm not too concerned about. I won't put that one on Stewie just yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a it's a controversial relationship I've got with Alex Davies actually because he's obviously stealing time from some other people that I would like to see on the side as well. But like, well, yeah, someone hey, else come in and get 65%, 55%. Yeah, yeah. somebody else yeah. can be doing that. <laughs> or yeah, James exactly. Cheaters can come in and get 30% or whatever. <laughs> yeah. But look, Alex Davies had 13 yeah. CBAs on the weekend, so that's um, yep. hopefully a good sign of things to come. And yeah, be remiss of me not to touch on... Um, Braden Fiorini's 149 points in the VFL. You're joking. Oh, my goodness. 149 points in the Massive. VFL. Second highest score of the He's league. He's taking the Two piece. goals and, I don't know, 35 touches and, you know. Yeah, no. Don't need that guy in the AFL. Hopefully, no Stewie brings him in for retirement nah. game this week. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, let's move on to Melbourne versus Carlton. Disclaimer before we get into this one. I didn't actually watch it. Um, two of my mates and our Kaiser Leagues mates, Pugs and Zanks, they were at the game. You missed probably the They're best Melbourne. game of the round, too. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> I only didn't watch it because I had to put my son to bed and I was like, well, this has already started. I might as well watch the West Coast game from the start. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, so they took some notes for me. So thank you to those guys um, who looked over this one. But uh, the, the first part of the message actually said, Jake Melksham, tip of the cap, and that is all. So, <laughs> but anyway, he, he scored 94 points and uh, kicked four goals. Playing up forward is like a key target, I guess. It was I didn't see it, but um, yeah, sounds a bit strange. But um, yeah, look. I don't know. I'd probably only consider him if you get points for getting punched by your teammates. But uh, yeah, he's not a player player for me. Um, Will Setterfield. Now, this is an interesting one. So, he had 19 centre-bounce attendances and 99 points on the back of that. Now, obviously, Kennedy, Chera, Hewitt and Paddy Dow all out. Permanently out. Yeah. After that Crips decision. Poor Paddy. Um, he oh, moved shit. into the middle as a result. 26 to touches on that one. Um I wouldn't think it lasts long term when everyone's fit and in the side and, you know, that's They've all been bloody ruled out for the rest of the year, yeah. haven't they? Yeah. Like Hewitt's out, um, Kennedy's all out, definitely yeah, yeah. ruled out. Oh, I think yeah. Cheris might come back in. Yeah. But, um, yeah, like I said, he might be a good streamer option this week um, in the grand finals if you need him there. But, uh, like, I don't think he'll be doing it next year when everyone's fit. But, yeah, one to, one to think about this week. Um, Jack Silvani had 91 points. Um, kind of started forward, kicked the goal then did some ruck jobs and kind of just floated around as well. Um, he's just a good player worth owning and mm. needs to get 2G4P one day because we talk about him too much. I'm going to pick him up next year. Uh, and Mitch McGovern, the 75, just continue that halfback role. Now, I've, I wrote here just like as a, a note, um, defenders against Melbourne, but Pugs also reckons they kind of clamped down on that a bit and it wasn't as chip happy and free against Melbourne. So he reckons they're kind of shifting their game plan a bit. So I didn't see it, so just wanted to watch. Um, I've got written here, did, is Liam Jones making a return? Yeah, but not to Carlton apparently. Oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. That doesn't matter then. Carlton are apparently into Fisher Mackesy. Yeah, right. So he's not playing at the Crows, is he? So, mm. yeah, not a bad pickup really if they need another key defender. Mm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. 
That doesn't really matter then. But no. I think you know, Garvin continues this role going forward. So I think it's a good role. It's a juicy role. Yeah. Cool. We'll move on to the next game. Fremantle versus West Coast. Um, Interesting though, just Doc. I know he's way 2G, but yeah, midfield. playing midfield this week as well was pretty Oh, that's one we probably should have um, Obviously, there's so many out. But on yeah. the WebWire article, article, there was a... Uh, there was an uh, who's come who's the defender that was injured, been injured all season who could be coming back this week Williams oh, Zach, Zach Williams, Williams. Yeah, yeah, yeah Zach Williams yeah um, he could come back which could keep Doc in the midfield but mm. he might be a pickup if he's on waivers because people have dropped him because he's injured. yeah he, unless he, he, will, he will, comes he will back and takes his midfield yeah. role yeah so Zach Williams might be one you want to um, think about as well all right we'll move on to Freo versus West Coast um, Son Son Sonny Walters he wound about the clock a little bit had 100 points kicked two goals rolled up to some stoppages too which is kind of cool just like Sonny of old really kind of getting that little bit of midfield not getting CBAs but kind of rolling up and helping out there um, it was a good score but I think his days of being a fantasy star are few and far between so I'm going to move on from that Jordan Clark I'm going to 2G4P um, 82 points he's just got a really fantasy friendly role of halfback and he's a fantasy friendly player himself so I just want to get him off the show because talk about him too much um, but yeah he's going to be good this guy I've been dying to talk about for weeks, but he hasn't put up a score good enough. So he got 69 this week, so I thought it was only fitting that we talk about Brandon Walker. So there's just something I really enjoy about watching him. Now, there's a few kind of things that work against him, but he's only 90 years old, and mm-hmm. he's kind of cemented his place in the side at the moment. Those bursts off halfback that he does, he's so fast, and if he can kind of maintain that pace, he might be a player they want the ball in hand um, going forward because he looks bloody good when the ball is in his hands. He's a good tackler as well, I think, as well. But... um. He's been consistently in the 60s this year, and I know there's just a lot of mouths to feed in that defence, but I don't know, he's a smoky for me for the future, just maybe in a couple of years' time. I just like the look of him. Like, you know when there's this play is that this you like the your first ever eye test? Oh, I always do eye <laughs> tests. What are you talking about? <laughs> You're data. You're the data. You need yeah. to crunch the numbers, well, put it in a you know, spreadsheet, yeah. That's and it I, pops out an answer. I need, I need three or four weeks of you know proof that it's actually real. No, no, no. Yeah. That's way too much proof. <laughs> Usually. But, uh, yeah, no, I like the look of him, just the kind of way he goes about it. And just kind of moves like other good fantasy halfback flankers. That's all. Um I'm with you, by the way. Thank I've, you. Yeah, I've been, I've seen him a few times and been like, oh, oh, yeah, I really like the way he's gone about it. And then after the game, been like, yeah, oh, forty. Um. No, he gets he gets sixties <laughs> most weeks, but it's like yeah, fifties and sixties. Mm. But yeah, um, Xavier O'Neill is the last one. He plays for West Coast, obviously, not for free like the others. But uh, 111 points. Um, <laughs> we said this on the way. Why point? He doesn't really look like an AFL footballer when you look at his mugshot. Like he looks mm. a bit, a little bit nerdy, you know. But he then is. you look at him, like his stature. He's a big boy out there. Um, he just looks powerful anyway. And it was a wet game, so he had eleven tackles in this game too. Went forward, kicked the goal. I think it was out of a stoppage too. Um, but yeah, averaging eighty-five from his last three. He just might be one. I know Dossie, you're a bit sceptical because there's a lot of midfielders to roll back through. That Dom Shade's the biggest one. Yeah, then you've got Yo. Elliot Yo. Well, depending on where everyone lands and where yeah, if, if they if move they the out decks stuff. around a bit. But yeah, obviously Jai Cully's going to be a big part of that midfield I just forward. get the feeling they might want to try to develop Luke him Shui's a bit. Luke has got another end. year in He's him. always been a pretty good uh, score in the VFL, historically. Waffle. Mm. Uh, Waffle, yeah. sorry. Yeah. yeah. Mm. But yeah, so um, uh, he's just one I think they might develop. He showed some good signs. Yeah. Again, it was a game that suited him, like the conditions suited him, I think, as well. But yeah. Like the look of him too. Move on. Richmond versus Hawthorne with you, Doss. Yes, and I've got a nice little player, a nice little rookie stash option for your off-season in Kaiser Sonzi. Um, that's Tyler Sonzi. You guys obviously haven't seen the movie I'm talking about. No. What is Kaiser it? Soze from no. uh, 
usual suspects. No, I'm the, I'm the worst for movies though. Okay, probably like, better than that me. Shocking. Yeah, as yeah, if you guys don't know. Oh, you know what? Yeah. I've never yeah. seen Grace. Olivia Newton-John, rest in peace. But oh, I've, I've watched that. I've like never even seen fifty times. I've never yeah. even seen Grace. Well, start getting this nickname because this is, this <laughs> is the suspects. the Dossie original nickname, Kaiser Sonzi. Uh, look, he looks like a really good rookie option. I think. Um, he's he's jumped a few of those other Richmond rookies I think in the pecking order like your Thompson Dow's at the moment and your Collier Dawkins and even maybe some of those other guys that maybe a Jack Ross I'm not sure but I think in the long term he's going to be moving into that midfield and right now he's playing that nice little high half forward role that we've seen a guy like Kane Lambert pour one out for him had a great career and he's now hung him up but he's going to step into that sort of a role now I think playing in that high half forward role moving down into the midfield he had three centre bounce attendances and look they were raving about him on the broadcast and I could see why because he was getting involved in a lot of great plays so awesome work for him and I really like him as a stash all in on that uh, those little articles I did halfway through the season I wrote about him because like mm. you know we've talked about those Dows and those yeah. and they're just not they haven't come on nobody they just grabbed the no, grabbed it by the horns an and, and he's and come in and, and he's shown something yeah I love him um, the other players I just want to talk about just a little bit of a role change it was interesting um, I noted and it's probably just a tr- the trickle down effect for if they continue to try this but Sicily had some inside midfield time in yeah. this game so six yeah. centre bounce attendances but he seemed to be at stoppage around the ground as well so he was kind of just like even when he wasn't in the centre bounce he was kind of just sitting off the back of the stoppage and playing as an extra midfielder so um, it was really interesting to see him there you, I think your boy Dylan Moore dropped his back a little bit in this game to play a bit more forward but they're just trying a few things late in the season here Hawthorne and yeah that was kind of a notable one for me seeing him roll around there which may open up a like, you know, if they do that long term or if that's something they want to look at, it kind of opens up the relevance, I think, for maybe your Hardwicks and your, and your Scrimshaws to get off the leash a bit more, um, given that, you know, there won't be that big mouth to feed. But obviously, with Tom Lynch kicking eight snags in the game, they might need to put Sicily back there a little bit more, I think. The, there's a stat that I heard. I think it was James Sicily's first CBA since like 2017 or something oh, well, like that. Mm. And bet- he kicked his first goal of the year in this game too. Yeah, nice. So, uh, Another top- player I've got my game day squad there, Dossie. Oh, there you go, mate. <laughs> uh, Tom Lynch just kicked uh, kicked eight goals for 134 against me in my prelim. Thank you very much. Uh, tip of the cap for him. He'll be going hard next week, uh, this week as well for that potentially that Coleman with two Jer- of them. Yeah, sorry, um, Jeremy Cameron's out. Yeah, yeah. this week with a hammy. But I think I think Hawkins is on 55 as well, mm. and so they need he needs about eight. To match. Yep. So let's have a look because I, I just thought that it was just a bit of a talking point. Guys, Sorry, Hawkins, going against, that Hawkins, against, Hawkins against West Coast. Is Hawkins massive. against West Coast. As Jeremy the, as and the only guy up there now, yeah. too. Yeah, because Charlie Kerno's on 62 at the top. Yeah. Then you've got Jeremy Cameron, 59. So he's going to be out this week. Tom Hawkins, 55. So he's got seven to make up on Kerno, who's got the pies in a must win match as I well. I reckon he'll get seven. And they're not going to be able to feed Kerno. They're going to have to win that game. Yeah. Um, Hawkins, obviously, they can just feed him all day He'll long. He'll get seven minimum, I reckon. Holy so shit. So, stream him. Yep. Stream him. And know. then the other player, Tom Lynch, also on 55 with Hawkins now. So, he's just kicked. He's can just coming off that? Eight. Two meter Peters kicked 50 goals. Yeah. yeah he's up he's there. been unreal. I remember I mentioned and he hasn't come off the ground like all year. Yeah. So, like 100% told every game. Anyway, so, it's just one to watch yeah. that last that last little battle. <laughs> 
Um, and then I just want to quickly touch on who we Ooh. think Ooh. is going to be ruck now that we've Ooh. heard because this this conversation came up midweek, I think, um, before yeah, we recorded we last get week. To talk about it, McAvoy. I mentioned last week actually that I thought he might be hanging him up and. Yeah. Buzz Dossier, again, just looking light years ahead. Um, McAvoy then We both retires. said it potentially, but nothing's been announced <laughs> McAvoy yet. McAvoy then retires. So, the Max Lynch-Reeves debate rages on. Well, I put out a poll on Twitter and who for the listeners who they think will be the next number one ruck, and it was a resounding 70% win to Ned Reeves. Now, what a surprise. Case, the people they see in front of their eyes. They're, they're all wrong. Yeah, yeah. it is. Kays actually thinks our listeners are all nuffies, actually. Man, and he's, he's always right. So, <laughs> well, yeah. my track record speaks for itself. <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> anyway, how many grand finals you win, bro? How many? I won. I won one. No, stop oh. living in the past, mate. Oh, it doesn't what? get you okay, anywhere. So after that grand final finish, me we don't and have Doss to talk you, about it anymore. Me and Dos Lightyear are fucking miles ahead. Bro. You know, you know the day. Um, <laughs> We're like, look, if we were at a draft this year, to you know, infinity and it, beyond. Right? That's right. I can't. I can't just overhaul my team in one year. You know. Shut up, Siri. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. Hey, my team was supposed to finish bottom and it finished fourth, case. So, but, must, um, must be doing something right. Max Lynch, 17 disposals, 22 hitouts in the VFL this week. He's back. Yeah, he and could come goal. back this week. I reckon he'll play. Surely, if he was any good, no, he'd he be won't. playing now. Like, they they usually roll with so two. Rude he's he's literally had like so rude. much concussion and injury. <laughs> he's had six weeks in a row in the VFL now? He's no, like, he'd be like he a Champions League favourite. He'd probably come on the show. So, they have a bye, though? He's a good man. I think uh, it's been five weeks. I think that was about four or five weeks. He hasn't scores. played VFL for ages, man. No, he, he played. No, he played. I guarantee it. Have a look. On, on the weekend, I'm he did. Waiting for the VFL no. app to currently load. I will get this up because I can look at the scores. just check on the Keeper League website. Yeah, that's where I'm going to get it from. Um, yeah, just tread water. I'm a two seconds away from getting it up. He's had about, since he's been injured, like okay. he's come back and had about five games. Incorrect. Oh, my, why isn't the website loading? Why would you, but, like, anyway. not trust the Max Lynch fan club president? Here we go. Max Lynch, he played. Go through. Oh, I didn't spell Lynch right. Lynch right. He played round 16, Just 17, 18. Mm. Had two weeks off. I think one of them was a bye. I'm not sure the other one was. Probably injured. Injured, was it? Mm-hmm. Come back and had 88. But in this time, Reeves has been... Well, Reeves and... They went with Reeves and McAvoy. When Reeves got injured, he's had two games where he was playing still in the VFL. You know what the answer is going to be? They're both just going to play together. Exactly. Or but <laughs> Lynch Grundy comes in and, and none of them play. Yeah, and both just be shit. Lynch is going to- Lynch tried to avoid Grundy at Collingwood and now he's just going to yeah. come and get him at Hawthorne. I think what if they yeah, if that doesn't happen, I think what I personally think what will happen is Lynch will be the forward ruck option and Reeves will be the main ruck option and rotate. That's what will probably happen. Because like, Reeves was playing up forward ruck anyway and he's been, he was pretty good before he got injured too. All right, let's move on. Yeah, anyway, because Ned Reeves is awesome. Uh, Sydney That's versus Collingwood. <laughs> uh, Dylan Stevens is the first guy I want to talk about. So he had 75 points. Uh, locked up that wing at Sydney at the moment. Should keep it wherever he goes. He might get traded, but I think if he does get traded, it's probably even going to be better for him, really. Um, depends mm-hmm. where he goes, but I think it's probably going to be pros. And I think, you know, they've tried so many wingers this year that haven't really worked out too much. Um, I think, uh, oh, what's number 14's name against Saligo is going to go into the midfield eventually. So he's probably their most promising prospect at the moment. They've he's got Mitch, Mitch Hinge on the other wing. It's definitely a spot there. If Dylan Stevens goes there. So, um, yeah, he works hard, gets to the right spots to receive the footy. He's a classic winger where he'll float around the outside of the pack and kind of get the hands out and then get on the boot. So, does that well I'm not sure of the ceiling because if I'm not sure how much contested stuff you'll get but he did kind of do a bit of that at sample level I think when he was a uh, junior too so I don't know mm-hmm. wait and see um, 
Sam Reed, I think he's just one worth owning if this role continues going forward next year. Um, Laddam's carved up in the VFL, but it depends what happens with Hickey um, and that as well. So he had 81 points, so interesting to see. Um, John Noble, 91 points, nothing special here. Pops up uh, every now and then, kind of on the wing and the halfback for times. Um, yeah, like I said, not consistent enough to really consider. Braden Maynard, he's he really should be 2G4P, I think. I think he averaged over 80 last year, but he got brought back to the pot a few weeks ago. Um, started in the midfield, interestingly enough. Went to the first CBA, but settled in uh, defence later on. Does enough for each week. I think I might be leaning towards keeping him next season as he matures a bit more as a player. Um, Josh Dacos, so he had 85 points. I didn't actually realise this because I haven't watched heaps of Collingwood lately, but he's really ramped up his CBAs in the last few weeks and putting up some better scores as Back a result too. So there's some real good signs for the future with him. So, yeah, good to see that. I thought he was just playing out in the wing, but yeah, he's putting up some good scores in the middle too. Now, the Ryan Clark tag we're going to mention. So he went to Nick Dacos this week and tagged him out of the game pretty much until they threw him forward late and he got a few touches. I think he kicked the goal to Dacos. Um, either that or you missed one. But um, next week they got St Kilda. So Jack Sinclair is the one that's probably going to look out there. So he might hurt a few people in fantasy In the last game. Yeah. You need a big score from Sinclair. In fantasy finals too. So that might be a bit of a concern there. But anyway, I think at record speed, we're into the last game of the round. <sighs> It's been a bad week, but it's great that Port are sticking with Ken. And after their (laughs) domination of the Bombers on Sunday afternoon, they might as well re-sign Ken, I think. You've got like re- that was another 10-year deal, I reckon. You've, you've wrote resign here. No. Do you mean resign or resign? No, well, that's, I've, got it, I've got it for both coaches and one's one and yeah, one's yeah. the other. So I now, think it's resign Ken. Now, can I just say, Port, Port <laughs> fans are getting a cop in the media because of the uh, reaction to wanting to sack Hinkley after the Richmond game and whatever. And, you know, a 10-year coach that's, you know, achieved absolutely nothing, has a 30% win-loss record against top eight sides. And, you know, you've got Caro complaining about Port. You've got Nick Rewalt com- complaining about Port fans. And then, so we're not allowed to want our coach gone after 10 years of achieving nothing. But at the minute that Essendon say they're going to get rid of Truck Rutten after two years, it's fair play. That's a, It's a right decision. It's a good call. Is that right? I don't know. Well, I haven't been listening to what anyone's said about it. So yeah. I'm not really that fussed whether who coaches us. Yeah. I think our players just need to just Well, if you get a new coach, a if you can sack your coach, I wish we could sack ours. But anyway, move Sorry, on. Sorry, mate. Well, you won by so much. You must be a mastermind. Again, it's bottom eight side. It's what Ken Hinkley does. We're up and running. All he, all he can do is beat bottom eight sides. He's really good against them. Anywho, his master stroke on the weekend was playing Jeremy Finlayson as the number one ruckman, 112 points, close to best on ground, 25 touches, two goals and a massive six hitouts uh, for the number <laughs> one ruck. Um, obviously didn't win as many hitouts, but what he did was just rove to Sam Draper and Nick, Nick Bryan beautifully. Um, and basically, as soon as they hit the ground, he was a threat. So... They take on the Crows this week. Uh, Rob might be a tougher matchup. It doesn't look like any of Lysette or Hayes or... He'll still score, okay. Thing. I think he's going to be... They're going to play the same role. So, yeah. um, has been not suspended. I just saw before. He is safe to play this week Good. after a dumping tackle. Um, my big question is for you, Hef. Thoughts on him next season? So, assuming I do Scotty Lysette comes back in, like Finlayson will go into next year with Ruck Ford status, is he worth either holding or is he worth looking at you know, what, are, what do you reckon they're going to do? Will he still be... He's going to go back as being a second ruck, obviously. Yeah. But is he, is he worth holding as that, I know, you, your favourite RFDPP? Well, yeah. If you look at what happened last week when Brent Teagle came back mm. inside, scored 56, I think yes. it was. Um, I know he wasn't really a backup ruck option, but all the other times he's played with Lysett in the side or Hayes in the side, he hasn't scored well at all. Hasn't really been an option. No. Um, dropped at some stages. 
I do think now though he is that right forward option. I just don't think I think like I think we'll roll if everyone's fit. I think we'll roll with Lysette next season and him as the backup. Mm-hmm. But I don't think his fantasy scoring is going to be good enough to kind of retain. So That's then all. who does that kick out the side? Um, probably Georgiades. They they were thinking about trading Georgiades. Mm. So that's one could go. Either that. Send him yeah. to the Dons. Yeah, I don't really know. But um, yeah, like cause we usually roll with three tools anyway. So you keep Dixon in there. But Dixon's aging. Like it's very mm. unlikely Dixon's going to be fit for a whole season anyway. So True. I don't know. Um, I just don't think he's going to score as well when a genuine rut comes back in, as we've seen, as the data suggests so far, Case. Anyway, he's been good this year and hopefully will be amazing uh, on Saturday night for me in the grand final. I think final. he scores okay. <laughs> uh, SPP had 99 points, four goals and 22 touches and probably not too much to say, but he's just been really solid this year, averaging 78. Um, I reckon he can be a nice, safe, like mid-forward option for the next few years. Hasn't really shown a massive ceiling, but he actually has got a pretty nice floor this year, really, you know, going and going under that 70. So, which is all you want from a... Um, He's been a, unreal a forward, this year. Yeah, yeah, really consistent. Really his most consistent season. Um, onto the Dons. Jaden Laverde, 89 points. Um, and like the Don- uh, sorry, like the Giants, the Dons are very keen to possess the ball in the back line, which is leading to a lot of marks. So, Laverde took 10 uh, and 20 touches. He's only 35% owned too, so might be one to look at for your grand final waivers this week. And lastly, Sam Draper, 47 points. Uh, I have completely given up on him as a fantasy proposition. Yes, he's only 23 and potentially has some scope, but just doesn't do enough around the ground. You know, you, you saw what he, what, you know, someone like Finlayson did to him and just, you know, burnt him for effort and speed around the ground. So I think, um, you know, we've been hot on him for a while. I'm happy to cut my losses on someone like Draper and see if he can suck in another coach for a trade um, in the offseason. He's been okay solo rucking though, hasn't he? Like his scores have been what was very how, poor. How much ruck time was Brian playing in this game? Uh, a bit more of a split, but like he's and yes, Phillips has been around, but like mm, why are they relying is. on two rucks and two meter Peter? Like that's my that's my concern. So like, what's Draper even averaging this year? No. Nothing good. Yeah. Sam Draper fifty eight point two. Like, a lot of people would have invested a fair bit of currency in Tim at the start of the season in a startup, you know, yeah, keeper. Probably. And he's not, he, he probably wasn't even, he's not, he's probably not even his starting ruck. You would have got some backup ruckman in round 25. Yeah, that's, fair. that's fair. Who's probably playing over still him. Still takes a while for rucks to get their groove. Yeah, you though, don't so. reckon buy low for be, him another year or two? Yeah, still be, he, he's clearly the number one ruck for but years when, to come there. He's well, one but look at his, look at his stats. Look at his stats. Like, he's, half of his score is hit outs. Yeah, he doesn't do enough around the ground. He averages. What does I've, he average? I've, I've, I've mentioned before that's not uncommon. He averages one point six marks a game. That's unacceptable for a ruck. It's not uncommon for rocks rucks to have at least you know around 40 percent of their score from hit outs. It's just he's not getting enough kicks and stuff like that. It's also so. a late. He's late to the game of football as well. It's like a soccer player. I'm, I'm kind of with you, Kays, but I just think you've been just a little bit too quick to write him off. I just think he'd get a bit it's more just, time. It's just the investment that people have made. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah, it's, yeah, it's I over. I understand that. Bit, I yeah, but that happens. That happens every year. Like you're never going to nail everyone. Even if you look at your redrafts and stuff like that, you're going to play on heaps. No, so. but. Yeah. You know, if you're starting up one next year, I wouldn't yeah, have he's going to be pushed down. No, yeah. he's going to be pushed down. Of course, yeah. he would have been. No, anyways, that wraps up the round rewind for the second to last week. Uh, if you appreciate the level of research we do each week, uh, please consider supporting the show and becoming a member. If you sign up now, you get all of next preseason. You basically get all of next season as well by signing up now. Um, you get all the good 
preseason stuff, um, which includes all the drafty analysis we do. I think we do a few bonus episodes, don't we? We do a post-final show and a trade week show. We're and a slave, a, slave to the members. Oh, at least we get a month off in between each shows this time, though, so it's not too Pretty bad. Nice. Trade period show, draft show. Yeah, so, I love those yeah, ones. We do look after the members uh, in the off-season and give them some extra content too. So um, there's a link in the description below if you wanted to sign up for that. And again, you get all that stuff in the off-season. Um, but yeah, we read out the gold members each week. And I'm actually going to finish the last gold members off. So there's about 20 here that I'm going to read. So here we go. Jason Zoka, Adam Orlando, Sam Brown, John Martin, Joseph Love, Daniel Noble. I thought it was David Noble. He needs all the coaching help. You can get David. Uh, anyway, uh, Jared Minchin, uh, Ben Farley, Odie O'Donnell, Reese Gernon, uh, Nathan Conton, Xavier Munro, Matt Hine, Avtar Singh, Dan Letho, Damian Donnelly, uh, Nate Brook, Jake Rawlings, Will Mattock, Matt Dodman, and Adrian Hobbs. So that is all the members, gold members. We finished, got to the bottom of the list at the end of the show. Ended up having to do 20 by the end to get there. Thank you all. Um, yeah, thank you heaps for your support. And thank you to all the other silver members Thanks and bronze as well for helping us put this show together each week. If we've missed your name on the gold members read please get in touch with us during the week and we'll read it out next week um, do we have a trudge watch this week oh we, we do, do. alright I better play the theme song a huge game for the trudge yet again in the VFL this week Look, 15 disposals, maybe a little down on his usual elite status mm. of production. However, the tackles were still there. Yep. The trudge loves a hug. He loves a hug. And uh, it was 10. 10 tackles there. Ooh. So, uh, Kays, do you have the fantasy score to go with this? I do. For that 15-touch, 10-cuddle game, 78 points for the trudge. It was a very low-scoring game. I will add not too many big uh, disposal numbers. It must have been a very mm. wet day out at, uh, at Casey Fields. Yeah. But, um, a tough game. I think they'd be right up there in the premiership hunt, the old uh, Ds in the VFL, wouldn't they? Mm-hmm. And then also, it's really tough to get a touch as well. And the trudge would attest to this, I'm sure, when mm. Paddy Dow is out there racking up 34 touches of his own mm. it must be a great honor for um the trudge to be playing alongside the great patty the issue is patty did have 34 touches but when everyone else had heaps of cuddles uh patty could only find one tackle for He's the game so well no especially with the trudge in there as the trudge would attest and lucky it's Fogarty hard to get a tackle 14, with the great man like, there <laughs> is patty's just on the outside kick it to me kick it to me <laughs> just trying to get those fantasy points although could get it from tackling but anyway we'll have to get his opinion on uh, what it's like to be so in close proximity to the dow yes when yes. we uh, have a chat all right let's get into listener questions All right, first question of the night comes from Mitchell Swan. Uh, Patrick Dangerfield, what position next year? Is there some chance of midfield forward, he thinks? What are our thoughts? Dossie? Um, I think he's been playing midfield when he plays. It's just super low time on ground. I had him in my um, home league this year, and that seemed to be the case. It was like he'd either come in and play um, like very low time on ground. Look at his his time on ground numbers would be the yeah. lowest I'd say in his potentially his but career. But you think there's no chance that next year he plays some mid forward time? So mm. he's got to get it though. 
Yeah, yeah so he'll start as a mid, though, I think. Yeah, he definitely, definitely will. But I think okay. he's more saying that, like, next year, does he move out of the midfield, go forward, and they bring in, like, a Holmes or something like that? I think like there's that. a chance. Yeah. There's still a chance that they just... He's, look at his time on ground so low now. So often... Depends how he, his body yeah. goes. But so yeah, often he get, so. picks it up. So yeah. there's a chance. But, um, you, you like, you have to read the, the, the minds of the coach for the future. It's mm. a bit hard. But, yeah, definitely I'd chance. say, yeah, next year he gets it. Yeah. At Russ2468, the mighty drop kicks are into their third grand final in four years. My league only allows loopholes if you can put a non-player on the field. I don't have any injuries or non-playing rucks, and I'm out of waiver selections. So I have to choose between Gorn versus Brisbane or Darcy versus GWS. Who would you field? Firstly, good rule. We imply the... I'm sorry, apply the same rule. In our home league, have, you have to have a non-playing player. You can't just have yeah. a, a vacant it's pretty slot. Good going, it's pretty good going to have... All your players playing though. Yeah, no, I'm actually at that kind of problem with my side where I've got most guys playing, so I might have to. I uh, had, I had like, I didn't have a forward not playing all year, and then I was Jake Riccardi for a while, and then he came back in and screwed me over in the finals. But anyway, uh, I'm going big Maxi. I think he's setting himself for a big game to lock a top two spot for the D's. I have given Greater Western Sydney the very hard for rucks tag on the uh, matchup chart this week. So if we look at it against. Um, Greater Western Sydney in the ruck. On average, rucks average eleven points less than their their average um, against Greater Western Sydney over the last three rounds. So mm. now there is a few a few yeah, outliers. Like so I think last week was yeah the week before and yeah, but then there's I think there was because they played um, Western Bulldogs, so they had the ruck split that kind of made both of them yeah. one of them go a lot lower. Um, but it's over three weeks, so yeah, it's interesting. So I'd that's, still go gone. Yeah, I'm going to go gone too. Who are they playing? They got uh, Brisbane. Brisbane on the Friday, and that is a neutral matchup for Rucks too. And there has been some big scores against. Yeah, big guys let a few through. Yeah, this yeah. Year. I'd be going with and that. Maxie's Maxie's been playing some, forward though. He's playing like 50-50, but he's but just he pulled out a one thirty, so many yeah, and then a hundred on the weekend. He's getting so. more involved playing that role at the moment. Yeah, he's hungry. All right, cool. Let's go on. Set up that one. Rucks and S says, unfortunately, already planning for next year. Who are the buyers and sells from GWS ahead of next year? Do you expect forwards to be as hard to run with again? Who will gain or lose DPP status? Like, there's, we could go on forever. If I reckon, just for our listeners, if you ever want, like, it's probably better to give us a list of options rather than make us search through the whole list of like players because it's just less time constriction. So if you want so our opinion on a few, Cullen Ward yeah. would be a big one that's going to go down next year. I think. I think he's just. Yeah, a bit long on. in the tooth. Who's, he's who's, still been playing well, a lot to in leave? the field. Jedis, Toronto and was it um, Green? Yeah, I reckon Toronto is the big one. Tanner Bruin. Tanner Bruin, yeah. yeah. Bruin would be worth looking at. So, yeah, Bruin's definitely worth a buy like he, before Green. trade period because as soon as he goes, people So, Tom Green's you want to buy on. Which Probably Hopper as well. Hopper's one you want to buy too because he's yeah. not been playing great. Mm. Hasn't necessarily got a massive yeah. Yeah, true. ceiling, but like you can he'll probably actually get- If he gets a crack at it- through no injury, mm. he might actually put together a good season. The weird one's just whether they persist with Perryman playing like as the inside mid because they've toyed with it a few times this year and he's now back in there, isn't he? Put up a big score on the weekend. Yeah, yeah. playing as like a tagger. Yeah. yeah. So it's like whether or not he's just, yeah, like Hopper, they loved Hopper when he was healthy. So yeah, it's yeah. a tough one. And do you expect forwards to be as hard to get again next season? I found forwards to be okay this year. Yeah, like like, like not like... 100 pluses, yeah. but like... The old punt forwards rule, the draft doctors kind of went with, or go with. I said, well, I think that worked pretty well for me this year. And I plan to just do the same again next year as well. Yeah, like, I don't know. Just go in your draft and just wait for your draft and take as many as you can. Because yeah, if you go. don't have one of the best ones, you 
you know, yeah. there's not necessarily worth investing. Just try to get heaps that you can loophole each week. That's the way I go about it. And at least we have a, uh, like a fixture to look at for 18 yeah. rounds next year, which would be handy. Oh, that'd be nice. So you can actually plan mm. some away trips as well. Mm. Anyway, uh, at AntG25, um, any hard tags we should look at this week for our grand final matchups? The usual is Finn McGuinness. Um, then there's yeah, Ryan playing. Clark. So Hawthorne are playing... Hawthorne are playing the Bulldogs. Yeah, I, mean, I had a list. I had a list sent to me for so, uh, from a pod pod listener down. with so all the matchups. Smith, you got Weber. it there with you. Sorry, Smith and Lieber got tagged. Yeah, they were the ones that were oh, tagged. So, here we go. Dossie's got a nice uh, little list for us. Lions versus D's. That could be a Harms or a Matheson potentially. That's okay. what he's. Uh, that's a Taser. This is from Taser. Thanks, Taser. Um, Giants versus Freo. He's got Perryman, Ash, Ash yeah, um, and Aish for the Freo. But um, Perryman or Ash could do a job on Brayshaw or someone like that. I think so. I think that's a guarantee. Andy Brayshaw gets it. Um, then the other one would be obviously whether O'Neill or um, Jackson Nelson tags anyone in the Cats matchup. I don't know if they do or not. Uh, does Jai Caldwell run with anyone for Richmond? Has he still been doing that role? Mm. Didn't watch the game at all. It was He's bliss actually. Just a bit like meh. Ben Keys on anyone from Port? I don't know if they run Keys with that. goes in the guts. Uh, you've does got McGuinness yeah. versus the Dogs. Keys could go to Rosie. Yeah. Could be a tag option. So mm, that's yeah. not a bad one. Yeah. And then did Setterfield tag? He's got that in here. Yeah, I was went to CBAs. I don't know. That's okay. not, I didn't watch the game. I got and notes. then obviously Ryan Clark, Windhager and Owens. They actually all those three taggers are playing against each other this week. Just so a tag Ryan, off. Hopefully they don't Ryan go Clark's hundred percent going to um Steve. Jack. No, oh, um Sinclair. Jack Sinclair. Yeah. I don't know who, who Windhager would go to, whether that's a, um, a Chad Warner, maybe. Maybe a Warner. Yeah, Warner's st- struggled with the tag Pro- last Probably weeks. a Warner. Or well, that's not making case. Or maybe happy. a Parker or something. I don't so know. He's been go pretty to good, good too. Mills. Parker's it's been fine. in hot form. And then whether or not an Owens goes to anyone, I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, um, next question comes from at Woody J64. Do any of Billings, Gresham, Rosie, Butters, Nick Martin keep forward status in Ultimate Footy next year? <sighs> And what position will the coaches get? I reckon Gresham is a chance of keeping forward status because um, his CBA numbers really fluctuated this year. Like Dang. some weeks he was right in there, some weeks he was out. So, you know, reckon? I don't think so. Anyway, um, would any of the other ones? Mm. What was that? Sorry, what Billings, that? Gresham, Rosie, Butters, Nick Martin. Any of those keep forward status? Um, possibly Martin. Yeah, I've Possibly really Butters, I would have thought. He's the one that hasn't played as much. Like midfield. Butters has been like midfield for probably two thirds of the season, but it was like the last back in the midfield on the weekend. Butters has a thirty eight percent attendance for the season. Yeah, that that's was, low. Yeah, but there was like a real injury affected game early. There was like thirty eight percent, whereas Gresham's sixty. Like that's the yeah, difference. Fair enough. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. No, nah, Butters could be man, maybe. Yeah, he did have like a patch there when he came back from injury where he was playing up forward. But I think that's kind of what's brought that down. Plus, Port rotate pretty highly by the looks. Yeah. I'd um, say Butter's most likely out of those ones. Anyway, uh, at MW18, um, no question this week. Just a shout out to the slug. I know you're listening. I'm coming to crush you this week, slug. <laughs> Commish out. <laughs> <laughs> so, I just wanted that. to put that one in there to get in the head of uh, Dude, the slug. Late. Good luck, slug. Uh, because MW18 is coming for you. Anyway, uh, that is a wrap. Uh, get around us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok at Keeper League Pod. Uh, get around our sponsors, manscaped.com. Use the code KEEPER20 to get 20% off and free shipping. Sign up as a member to support the podcast. And if you want to donate to my run, just keep your eye that I'm doing uh, for uh, Beyond Blue. 
um, the Melbourne Half Marathon. Um, keep your eye on Twitter and there'll be a link out there at some stage as well. So, anything else from you two? No, go the chops. Good luck in the granny, mate. Thank you. I don't Good know on. who I want to win. I think You don't want Tom to win. Tom the Scrote. I don't want to you to return <laughs> what I did to you in 2018 either. So, yeah, I kind of think I do want Timmy Scrote to win, actually. Boo. You're the only person <laughs> in the whole entire world that wants that. I love being a contrarian. You know that. <laughs> anyway, you're gonna give the, are you going to give the Scrote um, some Manscaped if he gets the win? I think he's already... He's already bought it. He's already, oh, he's got, he's already looked after it's a smooth the clean scrote. Yeah. He's already looked after <laughs> the sponsors there. So. We're going to get around each other on the weekend, go to the pub and watch it So on the Sunday. Oh, that's so. nice. That's yeah. cute. Mm. Might join you at some stage. Might not. Don't know if I really want your company any more than I get it. But uh, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's a rough one. They don't have really like fancy beers at this pub, so Hef won't lower himself to come. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fair enough. That's a fair point. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, that'll do. We'll catch you later. Bye. Cool. Bye. See ya.